Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. All right, we have had winners all week. NHRA Carolina Nationals this Saturday at Z-Max Dragway. Carolina Hurricanes this Friday and Saturday night. We're sending a whole bunch of you to PNC Arena. More Canes tickets later this week. More NHRA tickets. We have one more four-pack. Again, they also serve as pit passes. You can be next. Bring three friends to Z-Max Dragway this Saturday, courtesy of the David Glenn Show and our friends at Charlotte Motor Speedway. You can dial up intern Will right now at 1-800-849-2761. Say the magic word, and you get those four tickets and four pit passes. Call Will now at 1-800-849-2761. There's no real magic word. You just have to convince Will that you are worthy of that four-pack. As we look forward to later this hour, Jeff Capel, the longtime Duke player and right-hand man to Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. Now the Pitt Panthers' second-year head basketball coach with a chance legitimately to rise way up the ladder. Remember what he did last year was change the culture. It was a horrendous, embarrassing dumpster fire by college basketball standards the previous year under Kevin Stallings when Pitt that season, I believe, was 0-18 in conference play. So Jeff Capel shows up only a few more ACC wins, but they go from eight wins to 14 wins overall. They go from the big zero to three and 15. That's still tied for last place in the ACC. Culture change in year one legitimate chance at a rocket up the standings in year two now as we look forward to coach capel later this hour and also danny manning of wake forest here shortly both of them sat down with us outside our live noon to three window yesterday at operation basketball in charlotte we'll have more tickets in between we'll let you chime in on the nba versus china the app state and wolfpack college football tv games tonight and tomorrow the panthers trip to london to face the buccaneers and the name image likeness in issue that was a big topic yesterday and lingers into today we'll get to all of that between our guests 1-800-849-2761 quick overview since we spent the full day in the queen city yesterday and talked to really all 15 programs in one form or another duke and louisville are going to be really really good they're the top two contenders Half the Carolina and UVA fans that I know personally are being realistic about the Tar Heels and the Cavaliers this year. The other half, I think, are out of their minds. Bottom line, it is not easy even if you have a high-level coach. Hall of Famer Roy Williams for the Tar Heels. Tony Bennett, national champion for the Cavaliers. I think many of y'all are underestimating the challenge of following up, in the Heels case, no more Cam Johnson. No more Luke May, no more Kenny Williams, no more Nasir Little, no more Kobe White. Those, right, they were your five best players. Even though you have superstar freshman Cole Anthony at point guard this year, even though you have proven veterans led by Garrison Brooks, even though you have a couple of intriguing transfers and a Swiss Army knife like Leaky Black, just assuming that you'll be up there challenging for an ACC regular season title, Man, that is an exodus of talent, folks. I have all the faith in the world in the coaches we're talking about. I think many of you are underestimating UNC's challenge and UVA's challenge, the latter after winning the NCAA title. The Cavs said goodbye to Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter, by far their three best players. 
Key possessions went well for the Wahoos at the offensive end, mainly because of those three guys, at the defensive end, largely because of those three guys. They have other good players back, no doubt about it. Mama D. Diakite was there in Charlotte with us yesterday. Kihei Clark is a really good defender at point guard. Jay Huff of Durham is a really talented seven-footer in the post. They're going to be good again, the heels and the calves. Will they be great? Man, it's hard. It's really hard to be truly great after losing that much talent in college basketball, even when you have intriguing freshmen on the inbound. Down the ladder, what's fun if you're Jeff Capel at Pitt in year two or Danny Manning in year six with the Demon Deacons? There are not as many teams to be afraid of. So if you're painting the glass half full picture for your favorite program, you don't have as many near certain losses on your schedule as you have had in many other ACC years. As I ask Charles to cue up our conversation with Danny Manning, and I give you a quick reminder about our trip to Charlotte, 1-800-849-2761. We'll allow you in a little bit later. Coach Manning, of course, NCAA champion player at Kansas, National Player of the Year with the Jayhawks, three-time consensus All-American at that level, then became the number one overall pick in the 1988 NBA draft, a two-time NBA All-Star. He has taken the Deeks to the NCAA tournament, but only once. That's why many Wake fans and followers thought he should be dismissed. He does have a large guaranteed contract well into the future. And yes, that was part of why he kept his job. We'll queue up Danny Manning here in just a second. Quick reminder, our friends at Summit Hospitality are the official residents of the David Glenn Show. When we were in Charlotte, we stayed at the residence in Uptown. It's conveniently located next to Bank of America Stadium. If you hit a Panthers game or something else, right there, Uh, near Discovery Place. It's next to the home of the Charlotte Knights baseball team. You can visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame. The Mint Museum is nearby. Spectrum Arena, home of the Charlotte Hornets, is also Spectrum Center, as it's called, is right there as well. This Charlotte Hotel is our home away from home, if you will. It is part of the Summit Hospitality family. Hotels in the Queen City, but also the capital city of Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Wilmington, Winston-Salem, Pinehurst. As my staff and I regularly travel our statewide audience, we stay with Summit Hospitality every chance we get. You can learn more about their properties, their restaurants, their hotels by visiting summithospitality.com. Again, that is the official residence of the David Glenn Show. Danny Manning. From yesterday in Charlotte, Charles, please cue up the audio. We'll take phone calls after that. Jeff Capel of Pitt after that. Danny Manning needs to get the Deeks back to the postseason. We, of course, try to have a little fun with all these coaches before we dive into the basketball. Here's how it sounded yesterday when Danny Manning sat down with us on Radio Row. Danny Manning, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. You had knee replacement in May. And as you sent me a really classy email, I was picturing you sending it from your hospital bed. So give us a physical update. And with that in mind, could you still beat any other ACC head coach in a one-on-one basketball game? Um, physical nature, where I'm at, my status, my leg is still attached. That's about, <laughs> that's about what I can tell you. All right. um, it's still a process. I'm still in the rehab mode. Uh, but it's getting better. The good thing for me is I don't have to play. I'm not trying to play. I have no <laughs> aspirations of getting out there and doing anything like that. Um, as far as playing any other ACC coaches, I'm not getting out there running around anymore. Those days are long gone. I enjoyed them. They were fun. They were wonderful. 
but uh, I, I'm okay with not playing anymore. My money is still on you for the record, at least whenever you feel less hobbled. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. As an ACC head coach, when you look around an event like this, uh, Jim Beheim is actually the oldest head coach in the history of Division I men's basketball. Kay is over 70. Roy is approaching 70. At any point, do you start rooting for their retirements? Because it may crack the door open for others to enjoy more of that success. Not really. I mean, for me, those, those three guys have uh, they've been around for a while. You know, Coach Williams actually recruited me when I was in high school. Um, you know, Coach Beheim has been been there for a while and coach k was starting his tenure at duke when i was growing up yeah and so those three guys have, have done a lot for acc basketball they've done a lot for the game of basketball in general and when they're gone we're going to miss them uh, but they you know those are the type of, of individuals that that make our sport special that make our league special that make this game special and um you know there's going to come a time when they're going to get tired of it and, and hang it up um, but, you know, those three have been really successful and, and done great things. Danny Manning is joining us. He took the Deeks to the NCAA tournament in 2017. That was the program's first bid since 2010. This year, for those who may forget, Brandon Childress, Sean D. Brown, and other veteran guards are back as they enter the 2019-2020 season. I know you're probably tunnel vision with your Deeks right now. But given that you are in that elite class, you were the number one overall NBA pick. And there's a guy from our neighborhood, in air quotes, named Zion Williamson, who just became, joined your club, so to speak. What would your advice or counsel be to him as he jumps to the next level? Well, I think immerse yourself in your teammates, immerse yourself in the community, and enjoy it. Because it's not going to last long, and no matter how long you play. It's not going to last long. You know, I was fortunate and blessed to play 15 years in the NBA, and it went by really quickly. And um, at some point in time, it's going to come to an end. And regardless of how it comes to an end and when it comes, you just got to make that adjustment and, and move on. And so, you know, I've had a chance to get to, to meet Zion and, and had some brief conversations with him. He seems like he's, he's headed in the right direction. He has a great understanding. And he's playing for an organization. When you talk about David Griffin, you talk about Alvin Gentry that, that understand big picture. And they're going to put him in situations where he can be successful. But, you know, understand that it's, it's a short career regardless of how long it is. And you've got to maximize it and you've got to enjoy it and uh, do whatever you can to prolong it. Danny Manning is joining us on the David Glenn Show. He, he actually got to hang out at least for a little while with Chris Paul not long ago in Winston-Salem. He is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. Fun follow on Twitter. He is at Coach D. Manning. Given the debate among fans and media about your future last spring, I, I get the sense from your other visits on our show over the years that stuff just bounces off of you for the most part. Paint the bigger picture for us. Is it, like, hard for your family uh, they're humans. I mean, they have to hear some of the noise, right? How does that stuff work in your world or even if you want to share for you personally? Uh, David, I've been very fortunate and very blessed. My lifestyle ain't going to change. You know, I enjoy teaching the game of basketball. I enjoy helping young people grow and develop and helping prepare them. Um, so, you know, that's, you know I, I worked hard to put myself in this situation. Um, Knee replacement is probably one of the reasons that I'm here, to be honest with you. But yet and still, you know, it, it is what it is. For 15 years, I was a professional athlete. And you could lose your job. You could, that's, that was part of it. 
and you can't worry about things you can't control. And um, that's where I'm at with it. Because you played this game and because you were a superstar at Kansas where I imagine that university got a lot more value out of Danny Manning than you got in the form of room, board, tuition, and whatever the circumstances were in the 1980s. What is your point of view as a guy who stood on both sides of this fence, the name image likeness debate? The California law would allow third party money, not pay for play university to athlete. Um, you know the deal. The NCAA enjoys the free market. You as a coach enjoys the free market. The players right now do not get the full enjoyment of the free market. Um, what are your thoughts when you see these proposals and envision the future? I, I am glad to see the proposal. I think it, it, it brings a different type of conversation into play. It means that we're evolving. It means that we're growing. And um, I, I don't know what the answer is, but, I mean, don't, for people, they need to understand, don't get it twisted. There's a huge value in what they're being provided right now in terms of a chance to go to a, a higher institute of learning and, and, and grow and develop and leave there with a degree if you want. So there's, there's a lot of value there, too. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, Absolutely, right? absolutely. But, you know, the value to me is, you know, when you look at being able to use your likeness, you know, I, I think that I don't think it can be done on an individual basis. I think it's going to have to be all the money's going to go in this area and everybody's going to get a certain percentage of the pool. I think that that way would work. I, I don't know if you can do it on an individual basis if it would work. Um, just because I think there's so much other gray area in those situations that would make it difficult um, for a lot of different programs at that point and, and leagues and, and things of that nature. As you sit here at our table, you got some cool duds with, of course, the Wake Forest logo. Everybody who's a basketball fan probably in the world associates with your program guys like Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. I don't know how often you talk or ever see Tim Duncan. He's more of a kind of low-key dude. But Chris Paul did stop at Wake Forest. Just tell us how that went and how do you share what those guys walking the earth, kind of figuratively wearing your logo, what does it mean to you in 2019? Well, anytime that we have a former player come back, it, they're always greeted with well, open arms. Um, and it's something that we just, you know, it's, we appreciate their contribution to the program. And it doesn't have to be Chris. It doesn't have to be Tim. It could be a walk-on. It could be a manager. It could be a former coach. You know, we just like having those people come back and share their love for, for our school, share their passion for the program. You know, it's always good when you have those guys that come back. Obviously, Tim and Chris are two guys that um, two of the best to ever do it. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of other guys out there. When you talk about James Johnson, Farouk Alamino, Jeff, Jeff Teague, you know, the, the John Collins, you know, the, the list goes on about the different guys that have been able to come through Wake and move on to that professional level. And we don't even talk about the guys that are playing overseas. So anytime a former player comes back, I enjoy it. I like having them around, and I want them to continue to come back. I know the last thing that you would worry about is the, the outside observer, but I just want to share something and ask if you think I'm on the right track. In 33 years of this craziness, there are years where I felt like your team sitting here on media day would not have a serious chance at a run at the NCAA tournament. There are other years where I look at Brandon Childress as a senior. Uh, you have your Charlotte transfer, and help me if I get any pronunciations wrong, Andrian White. Mm -hmm. Shondi Brown is back as a junior guard and a quality ACC player. Sharon Wright Jr. has played some 
significant minutes for you at guard as well. It feels to me from the outside that at least you have a chance this year. Compared to some years, I don't know how you felt inside. It just didn't look like you had a great chance. Um, when you hear that, what is your reaction? Well, David, every time you step out on the court, you have a chance. Yeah. You know, that's that's a competitor, and, and that's, that's the mindset that you have to have regardless of what people think you have or what you don't have. You still got to go out there on the court and compete and, and make it happen. And so I'm excited about this group. Um, yeah, we do have some seniors that have been battle tested and have been successful at the college level um, in different ways and shapes and forms that will actually, actually kind of be driving the boat for us. We have some upperclassmen, big guys that have got some minutes under their belt. So um, I'm excited about the season. I'm looking forward to it. And um, this is probably the first year in quite some time where our freshmen will get a chance to hit the court. But, you know, it's, it's not a situation where I have to throw them to the wolves, so yeah. to speak. Speaking of freshmen, it feels like 99 out of 100 people, if they see a Zion Williamson turn out to be a one-and-done player, we all get it, right? Who would turn down that opportunity? Uh, you know, you, you as a Kansas guy became that number one pick in a different context. When Jalen Horde turns pro after one year in your program but then is not drafted, first or second round, is there a lesson there, or is it just whatever's right for a young guy and some guys just are going to go whether or not the NBA is knocking their door down? How does that work? Uh, it works based upon what that individual wants to do. And, and that's, that's what the deal is, you know. Um, there are a lot of situations where, uh, you know, you look at, we're talking about basketball. We're talking about guys moving on to the professional level. And every year, the number of guys that put their name in the hat and the number of names that get pulled out the hat, a lot, the numbers, are, they vary. I mean, a lot of times it's just simple math. There's 60 picks. 60. Yeah. You know, do the math. How many people are putting their name in the hat that are underclassmen, that are seniors, that are coming from overseas? And so it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. And, um, you know, a lot of these young people have a lot of confidence in themselves, and that is wonderful. Um, but sometimes I don't know how realistic it is just based upon the numbers. Yeah. It doesn't matter the individual. Just based upon the numbers alone. There are 30 guaranteed spots in the NBA each year. 30. Yeah. I played in the NBA 15 years. I don't care how nice or how good that rookie was. I'd be damned if I'm going to let you come in and take my job. Right. And guys don't understand how hard that is in itself. Um, you know, playing professional basketball is tough. You know, we talk about the NBA, but even overseas, going overseas, immersing yourself in a different culture, learning a different language. As a 19-year-old. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 a, tough, it's, it's a tough gig. And... Um, you know, for me, I stayed in college for four years, and when I got to the NBA, there were a lot of things I was still not ready for. Last thing for you, You're, you started down the road where you said, we're talking about, and then you said the word basketball, we're talking about basketball. You don't happen to have like an Allen Iverson imitation where you would say, we're talking about practice, not a game. I, I, I thought that when he said we're talking about and Coach Manning, I was just no. like, he's not going to go. He's not going to no. go AI on me. No, is it? not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Do you not have one? No, I, no? I don't. All right, don't. You'll, you'll leave the clown act for me. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, I'll leave that alone. I'll, that's, I'll try to stay away from that. Coach, we appreciate you always answering our calls during the season. As a guy with a statewide show, I really appreciate your cooperation. Thanks for the uh, in-person visit and good luck to the Deeks this year. Appreciate you. Thank you. You got it. Right back at you. That's Danny Manning, the sixth-year head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons on Twitter at Coach D Manning. 
it is a lot more fun for any fan of any team, or in this case, any coach who has some fans screaming for his job, when A, you have more players to deal with, and I mean ACC caliber players, and B, your neighborhood is more manageable. So whether you're rooting for Kevin Keats of NC State to get back to the NCAA tournament, and I think the Wolfpack is built exactly for that, or you're rooting for somebody that might be a little bit more of a long shot, but it's not impossible. Like Virginia Tech has a rough roster this year. Brad Brownell at Clemson has an inferior roster compared to most of the ACC. That's a guy who went to the Sweet 16 just two years ago. Most of the others, you know, Wake Forest included, definitely NC State. Uh, if Miami wants to climb the ladder, Georgia Tech under Josh Pastner is actually banned from the postseason this year, but they could climb the ladder, and he hasn't had a finish above, like, 10th since he took that job. There's just the, Jeff Capel at Pitt, who's going to join us on the other side. Jeff Capel was tied for last in the ACC a year ago. Three wins and 15 losses in conference play. And yet it is not outrageous to think that he could climb the ladder enough to, A, get a postseason bid or the postseason bid that all of these guys dream about, the NCAA tournament bid. It is not impossible, not easy for Wake or Pitt or any of those, you know, a little bit lower in the midsection, if you will, of the ACC this year. But, you know, hope springs eternal in the preseason. Sometimes that hope is truly misguided. And you know how I do things. If I don't think it's realistic possibility, I've told you year after year, I just don't see it for your team. Not always right, but track record's pretty good for the most part. You're not crazy if you root for some of these teams that have not been making the NCAA tournament. The door is cracked this year, and that makes it just more fun and more exciting for everybody. Jeff Capel is the second-year head coach of the Pitt Panthers. He, of course, was very successful at VCU, which he took to the NCAA tournament. Also took the Oklahoma Sooners to the Elite Eight as a head coach. Took his lumps last year in year one, but has four of his five starters back, including guards Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowans. He has a really cool culture building with a group called the Oakland Zoo that some compare to the Cameron Crazies that if he, he, of course, grew up with as a former Duke player and the longtime assistant coach to Mike Krzyzewski, great recruiter for the Blue Devils in his coaching days. We'll give you our conversation with Jeff Capel on the other side as we remind you, as you travel around the state, do what we do. Make Summit Hospitality your official residence when you're on the road. They're exactly that for us. We stayed at the residence in Uptown, a Summit Hospitality uh, hotel, on our trip to the Queen City yesterday. Also, availability in Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Wilmington, Winston-Salem, and Pinehurst. I have stayed at most of their properties all across our state. You can, too. Learn more at summithospitality.com. On the other side, we'll get to Jeff Capel. After that, we'll invite your phone calls. We have some football games on top, tap, college, and pro starting tonight at the college level. Baseball has two elimination do-or-die games today and one more tomorrow. We'll get you caught up on some other headlines, including the, NC the NBA's ongoing showdown with China. 1-800-849-2761 will be your ticket in later. Jeff Capel of Pitt next on the David Glenn Show.
Mac Brown of the University of North Carolina. We got to win now. Let's don't start looking at rebuilding. Let's don't talk about how bad we are. Let's don't talk about we're not better than anybody. Let's figure out how to win. And that's what we've done. And, and the Coastal, because it's been up in the air every year, why shouldn't we have a chance? Keep it dialed in to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. One more Operation Basketball interview. We couldn't give you all 15 head coaches. We gave you eight live yesterday. We gave you Kevin Keats live today. Danny Manning of Wake Forest earlier. Jeff Capel of Pitt is well known in these parts. High school star in the Fayetteville area. Duke player under Coach K. Huge part of the recruiting success of the Blue Devils during his time as an assistant coach in Durham. He got the pit job last year. Everybody knew what a bad situation he was inheriting. They had gone winless in conference play the year before. He did change the culture. He has recruited well. It shows you how hard it is to win when you simply don't have the horses. The Jimmys and the Joes are more important than the X's and the O's, as the old saying goes. So with still bottom-of-the-barrel talent last year, he was only able to improve three games. Kevin Stallings had gone 0-18 with the Panthers the previous year. Jeff Capel's hired. Of course, you're inheriting most of your players. You're kind of scrambling on the recruiting trail. He did find a couple guys, and freshmen turned out to be among his best players. But they improved only three games in the ACC win column. Three wins, 15 losses. Pitt is an example of a team that can take another climb, perhaps many notches up the ladder, after finishing tied for last place a year ago, at least in conference play. They are a postseason candidate. We'll see if that means more NIT than NCAA. They have some significant ACC caliber talent returning. When we sat down with Jeff Capel yesterday in Charlotte, we talked about his version of the Cameron Crazies up there in Pittsburgh. We also talked about Mike Krzyzewski having to build through some difficult years in Durham. It's easy to forget, but Coach K didn't win right out of the gate in the early 80s when he first joined the Blue Devils and people couldn't spell or pronounce his name. Jeff Capel of Pitt, one of our favorites, a great guy, a great interview from the famous Capel family here in North Carolina. This is how it sounded when Jeff Capel sat down at the David Glenn Show table on Radio Row. Jeff Capel, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Always great to be on with you. Thank you very much. It's great to see you in person. Let me start you here. What do you understand better about either the city of Pittsburgh or the university or the community or the nature of the pit job that you might not have fully understood even as you were sitting at that podium on day one? Well, I think I understand the city more. You know, when I took the job and when I went up there for the press conference, that was my first time ever really in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'd been there as a visiting coach, but you don't see anything as a visiting coach. You're just watching tape, getting your team ready. And so it's it's a great, great city. It's wonderful people. They have a lot of pride in Pittsburgh. And I think my family and I, I just think we're, you know, a lot more comfortable with the city, our surroundings, and just, you know, how, you know, really how the city works. He's got uh, Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan's back from last year's team, four of his five starters from the Panthers squad of a year ago. Does Coach K remember enough <laughs> from building Duke, uh, not from scratch, but some, through some tough times in the early 80s that it's even worth asking for that advice? <laughs> or since you've been a head coach twice over, you know, you might not need to ask him as often. Well, you know, I, I, I don't have to ask him as often just because I already know the story. During my seven years back there, 
as an assistant coach, I asked them all the time, like, how did you do this? And how did you change your recruiting philosophy and things like that? So when the special came out of the class to save Coach K, yeah. all of these stories I knew. Uh, and so I'm, 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 I'm well-versed on that. Now, I do know that he's always a phone call away if I do need anything. And I'm, I'm obviously very, very appreciative of that. You know, it's maybe a little bit weird for him because I am in the league. It's not like Chris or Wojo where you don't see him, you don't compete against him. You know, with me, I am in the league, so that may, you know, make some people feel a certain way. But it's a relationship that I value, I cherish, um, and I know that he's always there for me if I need him. The old saying, it's more about the Jimmys and the Joes than the X's and the O's. As you, I know you're not going to throw your players under the bus for not having enough talent. But what did what were you reminded of or what did you learn as you guys finished tied for 14th? Mm -hmm. uh, took some lumps, but also uh, learned a lot, I would imagine, along the way. Yeah, you know, we, we, we learned a lot. I mean, we were a program, um, or we are a program, I should say, that's, you know, we're trying to become good. We're trying to become relevant in the ACC, which is the best basketball conference in the country. And so with that, we do have to improve our talent. I mean, that's something that I knew when I took the job. You know, we got very fortunate that we were able to get three guys last year that were freshmen that played a lot for us. And so I do think we made an upgrade there. That's something we have to continue to do. We also have to develop. We have to develop the guys that we have, and we have to help them get better. But the other thing is that we have to fight, and that's something I thought we learned last year. I thought we learned how to fight and compete. You know, if you look at it, not – the most talented team in this league doesn't always win. Doesn't always win an ACC championship or a national championship. What wins is the best team, the team that's together, that has an identity, uh, that, that you know, defends, that plays both ends. Um, and, you know, I don't think you would look, although they were very talented, I don't think you would say Virginia was the most talented. I think they were very talented yeah. and showed by their draft and, and things like that. But I wouldn't say they were the most talented. They're a perfect example of that. They get guys to fit their system, to fit their standards, and then the, you know, they don't deviate from that. And so that's an example to all of us uh, that are trying to work our way up in this league. Jeff Capel III is joining us, the Pitt second-year head coach. When you go 14 and 19, 3 and 15 in the ACC, every coach I know saw the competitiveness that you just described. I would say some veteran media members who understand the game appreciated the competitiveness that those guys shows. Do we live in a, do we live in a world coach where 90% of casual observers can't see that and you need to reinforce a message of progress uh, because of short attention spans and other things? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, fr from all the stuff that I heard, now granted, I don't look at a lot of stuff and I don't read a lot of stuff, but the people that actually talk to me, I think our fans, I think they did appreciate Good. how hard our guys competed and how we fought. You know, if, if, if you look at our conference schedule, the 18 games that we played, with the exception of five games, Duke, North Carolina, uh, Virginia, and then both times we played Clemson. So the other 13 games at the under eight-minute timeout in the second half, it was a one or two possession game. Either way, wow. either we were winning or losing by one or two possessions. So we were right there. We had opportunities. What we're hoping is that this year, with a little bit more experience, adding a little bit more talent, that now we're able to win some of those games that we couldn't win, whether it's make a free throw, make a shot, get one stop, get a rebound, 
don't turn the ball over, you know, things like that. Hopefully with experience we're able to do that and we're able to turn some of those close losses into some wins this year. You, of course, were a special part in front of the Cameron Crazies of one of the great phenomenons in modern college basketball. There's a similar tradition growing at Pitt, and I know it had its name, the zoo, the yeah. zoo et cetera, prior to your arrival, but uh, compare and contrast what's going on there because it seems like a lot of folks are feeling that vibe. Yeah, you know, the Oakland Zoo was voted. I, re I remember, you know, as a fan of college basketball, especially when the Pete was built, the Peterson Athletic Center, the Peterson Event Center, I should say, um, I had heard about the zoo. And I'd watched games on TV in 2014 when they joined the ACC. I got my first chance to experience it. It was always voted one of the most difficult places in college basketball and one of the best home court advantages. I felt it last year when we beat Louisville and we came back and we beat Florida State. I felt it. And then for the rest of the conference, with the exception of one game, which was a Wednesday 9 p.m. game, I felt it. So you can feel the energy. You can feel that they sense that something special is happening. Um, we're excited about that, and hopefully we can keep them excited and continue to build on what we did last year. A couple quick things, and we'll get you out of here. On this year's schedule is a trip to Duke. Yeah. I don't know how much time you have for sentiment or even if you <laughs> can envision that, but uh, what are you looking forward to most, and, and what do you share with your players about that? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll share it more. We haven't talked about it yet. I'm sure I'll share it more. It's something that, you know, I have looked at and thought about it. You know, I'm excited about it. It gives our guys, I don't think anyone we have on our current team has played in Cameron. Um, and, and so I'm excited to take a team there. Um, I'm excited to, 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 to test ourselves against, you know, one of the best programs in all of in the history of college basketball and to see where we measure up. You always want to test yourself against the best. And that's certainly one of the best venues and one of the best programs ever. And I'll be excited to take my team in there, and hopefully we can perform at a high level. Last thing for Jeff Capel of Pitt. You can follow Coach on Twitter, at Jeff Capel. In a lot of my years, Coach, this is 33 years covering the ACC, there were times in some seasons where it felt like the top eight was almost just impossible to climb the ladder. Yeah. Now, I'm not expecting Duke, Louisville, UVA, UNC to slide. But it feels like the midsection is a little bit more manageable after the top tier. Maybe your tier would be different than mine. When you think of four or five returning starters and Johnson and McGowan's as a sturdy backcourt uh, and their growth, is it realistic to say that we, the Pitt Panthers, can make a run at an NCAA tournament bid, or, or is that like putting the cart before the horse? Well, you know, that's our goal. That's something okay. that we have talked about. Um, and, you know, I, I want us always shooting for lofty expectations and lofty goals. Now, we understand that a lot of things have to happen for for that to, you know, for that for that opportunity to present itself. And what has to happen is that we have to be really good. We have to control the things we can control at a very high level. We have to show up prepared every day. We have to show up with the right attitude and we have to work and there can't be any excuses. Uh, but we do feel like we have some guys returning that got great and invaluable experience last year in our league. Uh, you know, we think our backcourt with, with, with X and Trey, you know, has a chance to be a really good backcourt in this league and, and maybe, you know, on par with anyone in our league. But we have to prove that. It's enough to say it on paper and just what you did last year. Now we have to go about winning games, and that's going to be the, 
the final verdict on that. We have to win games. Jeff Capel of Pitt, always a Blue Devil as well, of course, on Twitter, at Jeff Capel. Thank you for always taking our calls, and we appreciate the in-person visit here on the David Glenn Show. All right, guys, appreciate you. Jeff Capel, always fun, on Twitter, at Jeff Capel. Year two offers a lot more possibility than year one did. A culture change, yes. Sounds like you got that done behind the scenes, even as the Panthers were losing a lot of basketball games. Culture change is an easy phrase to throw around. It's not nearly as easy to get that done. By all accounts, inside and out, Jeff Capel is in the process of changing that culture. On and off the court, it'll be an interesting team and a talented team, given what he just described there as one of the better backcourts around the ACC. And even though they're only sophomores, Johnson and McGowan's maybe among the better backcourts around the country. Jeff Capel from Fayetteville via Duke now with the Pitt Panthers of the ACC. On the other side, we've had a lot of guests these last two days. More time for your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761. The Panthers are in London and face the Buccaneers on Sunday morning. The Giants at the Patriots tomorrow night gets the week rolling on the pro side. Tonight, App State is at Louisiana in a national TV game. The Mountaineers are a Sunbelt superpower, but this year Louisiana looks like it may be the other best team in that league. The Wolfpack hosts Syracuse tomorrow. That's on ESPN proper at 8 o'clock on Thursday night football to keep the college weekend rolling. UVA-Miami among your Friday night matchups of local or regional interest. The NBA versus China inspired some tweets and some emails and some phone calls earlier. You can chime back in and if you like. How should the NBA handle this international incident with its second largest market? Some of you are mad at Adam Silver, the commissioner. Others taking shots at Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich or James Harden or other NBA players. What are they not doing that they should be doing? Or maybe what, what, what are they doing that you don't like? 1-800-849-2761 is your chance to chime in on that headline of the day. The Carolina Hurricanes now have the maximum eight points after four games. They're back at home Friday and Saturday night after trouncing the Panthers in Florida last night. We'll have more Canes tickets to give to you, Caniacs. I will see you there Friday and send more of you there on Saturday evening as well. 1-800-849-2761. All four guests are in the books. You can join us next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Lupica, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Sports used to be called the toy department, and I said, look at the political scene and, and, and tell me that's any more real or, or more serious than what we see when people say, oh, stick to sports. Well, who passed that law? You're listening to the David Glenn Show. to the David Glenn Show. Lines are open at 1-800-849-2761. Last chance for phone calls. Thanks to our overloaded guest lineup yesterday and today, we don't have as much time for such things. We will have more times for that Thursday and Friday. Quick programming reminder, just as we were on location in Charlotte yesterday, we will be on location again Friday of this week. The legends of golf are descending upon our great state, in this case at Prestonwood Country Club here in Cary, North Carolina. We do the show live right there near where 
Colin Montgomery and Davis Love the third, and Freddie Couples made a recent commitment. Uh, the legends of golf, Bernhard Longer, has won this event right here in our backyard more than once. We'll be live at Preston Wood with our Noon to 3 show on Friday. So come see us if you can. It was great to meet some listeners in Charlotte when we were there yesterday. Always great to see the folks at Preston Wood as we head back out there Friday of this week. Between now and then, we've got some games to enjoy, and we have some of our teams in the national spotlight. If you haven't followed the App State football story closely since maybe when they won three straight national championships at the FCS level, Coach Jerry Moore a little bit more than a decade ago, we all know Scott Satterfield's at Louisville now, so they've turned that page in Boone. Coach Sat, by the way, will be among our guests tomorrow, a little homecoming for him. Cardinals against Wake Forest, Coach Sat among our guests. He grew up in the Triangle area and spent a lot of time in Boone as a player and coach, of course. Tonight, his Mountaineers, now led by Eli Drinkwitz, get Louisiana. In short time, the Mountaineers have proven themselves not only to be capable at the FBS level, they just went to Carolina and beat the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. They are no doubt about it the best program in the Sun Belt Conference. No doubt about it. Just look at title after title under Coach Satterfield and this year's start under Coach Drinkwitz. Louisiana this year is the other best team perhaps in that league, and tonight's matchup on ESPN2 comes on the road for the Mountaineers. So to me, if you love college football in this state, you've got some must-see TV tonight with App State. You've got some must-see TV tomorrow night with Syracuse visiting NC State. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. He's the UVA head basketball coach, Tony Bennett. You always believed in us. I guess you were the wind beneath our wings. There you go. How's that? <laughs> Do we but, have uh, background music that's for That's right. That's Bette Midler. There we go. Keep it right here on the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Appreciate Charles Hadley for filling in for Darren Vaught. You can catch Darren hosting in the triad portion of our audience in a matter of minutes. Thanks to Charles Davis, Kevin Keats, Jeff Capel, and Danny Manning for being part of today's show. You have a baseball playoff doubleheader, App State at Louisiana at 8 on ESPN2. Other hockey and more. Enjoy the games. We'll see you tomorrow on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.